Today you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Kroger, Writing Coach. This is episode 169, How to Be a Better Writer, part four, boost all seven traits of great writing. I'm glad to be back after an unexpected and lengthy break when I needed to care for a relative during an emergency. I'm sorry I didn't have a way to let you know in the midst of it, but it looks like things are slowing down and I'm back in business, able to encourage and support you and your writing again. Before my break, we were discussing how to be a better writer. I focused on small, quick wins to help you improve your writing right away with tips and tweaks. If you implement them, you will see a difference in your writing right away. But I realized I want you to see how all writing advice fits into the bigger picture of how we arrive at great writing. So I wanted to share with you the six plus one traits. Boost all seven traits and you will be a better writer. The six plus one traits developed by Education Northwest and promoted by the National Education Association provide K-12 educators a way to teach and evaluate student writing. I use these categories with high school students and found that whatever their projects, essays, term papers, even creative writing projects like poetry and short stories, the seven traits gave me a way to instruct and provide input. And the traits gave them a way to think through how to make any given piece clear and strong. While it may be geared for training young writers, the categories are useful for all ages and all levels of writing experience. From a blog post or social media update to a book, fiction or nonfiction, the traits serve as useful reminders and guides for all stages of the writing process, from idea and developmental stages down to the final proofread. I love that they don't focus disproportionately on conventions, usage, punctuation, capitalization, and grammar. It includes that as one of the traits, but only one of the key characteristics of writing. By exploring each trait instead of fixating on one or two, we don't neglect areas that need attention. In fact, examining all the traits, we identify strengths and weakness not only in a given project, but in ourselves as a writer. They help us move toward excellence. So what are the traits? They are ideas, organization, word choice, sentence fluency, voice, conventions. And then the plus one trait is appearance. And that makes the seven. Appearance is optional because it doesn't directly relate to the writing itself. It's in how you present your writing. Ideas are the core of our writing. When developing your project and later when you're editing, start with the idea. To be crystal clear on it, express the big idea succinctly in a sentence, and then read your piece in light of the idea. In nonfiction, is your writing clear and focused on that idea, or are you veering off into the weeds? Do your main points and examples offer convincing support? If your idea isn't clear to you, your idea will likely not come across clear to the reader. In fiction, ensure your short story or novel idea is strong and clear. Does your plot work? Your character arc? How about theme? When you clarify and solidify your idea, you can turn to the second trait, organization. 
You can start thinking organizationally about how to present your idea, starting with the title or the headline, depending on what you're writing. And then your introduction with a thesis. Will you create subheadings to chunk your ideas and present them logically? In fiction, you organize the piece starting with the title and subtitle and the opening scene and the hook. And then you move through organizing your story in a way that best fits, whether chronologically or using flashbacks. You decide how to structure and which point of view you will take. As you experiment with organizational options, you'll have to decide which choices best order the ideas or the plot so the reader tracks with the piece all the way to the end. Then there's word choice. While maintaining a natural tone, have you selected words that suit the audience and the purpose of the piece? This trait reminds us, among other things, to read through in search of general nouns and flat verbs and transform our writing by replacing them with specific nouns and vivid verbs. Next is sentence fluency. Read through your sentences to listen for the musicality. Is it there? The music? Can you hear it? Or is it clunky or choppy? Do you stumble through a section? Or have you revealed a series of medium-length sentences all in a row and you need some variety? This trait sends you back to the piece to find flow at the paragraph and sentence level so that within sentences you feel that pulse. And then from sentence to sentence your piece flows. Sentence variety is often critical. Voice. After addressing higher-level concerns like ideas and organization, followed by word choice and sentence fluency, voice may come naturally. Or we could consider voice before that when we draft, before worrying about sentences and words, and write in a comfortable, conversational, natural tone true to how we sound. Though voice gets a category all its own, the point is not to be an original or unoriginal voice. It should match the purpose of the piece and the audience and sound like you on the page at the same time. You'd want your friends recognizing you when they read you. Then there's conventions. The last main trait related to the writing itself is listed among the primary six. So often, educators and editors zero in on conventions. Conventions are important. I mean, that's why they get an entire category dedicated to issues such as capitalization, spelling, and punctuation. But they're actually one of the last things to consider. We need to figure out our ideas and reorganize them before we nitpick conventions, but they are attended to in due time with this approach. Finally, appearance. The six plus one traits has that seventh optional trait, appearance. When I taught high school students, I included this trait and requested they submit their projects in MLA format. Adults can consider appearance as well. After all, we have to pay attention to submission requirements. If we're going to submit an essay to a publication, we have to be precise when studying those and prepping what an agent or publisher says if they want their queries to look a certain way or a proposal. Did they want it double-spaced with one-inch margins, Times New Roman font? Give it to them the way they ask. That's tending to the seventh trait. Appearance doesn't affect the quality of our writing or the content, but it does matter to the audience. Appearance matters when prepping social media and blog posts. Will you add visuals to your next article? Ask yourself what enhances this particular piece of writing so that the appearance reinforces the written words. 
While I do think you can get some quick wins if you apply some of the tweaks I recommended in episodes 167 and 168, evaluating your piece from all seven angles can really help you become a better writer. Follow through the traits and you'll work your way down from high order concerns like the idea development down to lower or later order concerns like conventions and appearance. Again, I want to give full credit for the terminology to Education Northwest, and I'll send you to them for some original documentation that you might like to review. Again, don't be thrown off that it's designed for students. When you read through the rubric, you may find yourself inspired, even challenged, to hit level six, the highest level in every trait to achieve truly exceptional writing. I'd like to run all future tips through these traits to show you how one small idea that may help your writing contributes to an area of focus so that you turn out better and better projects. When you boost all seven traits, you will be a better writer. Before we part ways today, I want to let you know I have a free mini course available to you, and it's called Make Your Sentences Sing, Seven Sentence Openers to Add Music to Your Prose. Go to annkroker.com slash sentence openers. That's annkroker.com slash sentence openers to learn more or to enroll for free. And if it looks interesting, you can dive right in. I'm Ann Croker cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear. Everywhere we may meet, at my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person, I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.